welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen of ladies. It's your boy LS3. Another week, another opportunity to be great and better yourselves. Before we get it popping, y'all already know. Let's hear that beat drop. Yes, yes, welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Medicine Ball where we focus on giving your brain a six pack. What does that mean, you might ask? It means we focus on working out your brain. We focus on working out how to change how you think, how you perceive things, how you deal with these adversities that are going to come and show up in life. Now, before I start, I am not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, not a therapist, but I am, however, someone who has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder one for 15 years. And I have an interesting insight with mental health on both sides, whether it's therapy, medications, or much, much more. I was forced to change the way that I live, think, perceive things and act in order to live a more peaceful life. So whether you're one of the millions of Americans that are dealing with one of the many, many mental health illnesses, or you know someone who's diagnosed, or you could just use some hacks for this thing we call life, this is your family. You already know you could have been anywhere on the world today and you chose to rock with me. I appreciate that. And I never take it lightly. With no further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this week's episode. That's right. That's right. Episode number 23. Fair ball. Let's get it. Welcome, welcome, y'all. Another week, another opportunity, a chance to be great and better yourself. It is your boy, LS3, and welcome to Medicine Ball, man. Let's get right into this. This week's episode, Fair Ball. So I got two stories I'm going to tell you all this first seg. And this week we're going to talk about something that I'm very, very big on in my life. It very vastly affects how I deal with people, how I deal with situations, how I deal with my mental health illness and just any other adversity that can come my way. And that is what some people call the golden rule. Now, before I get into the golden rule, and I'm going to go ahead and tell what, what the golden rule is, man. It's been said so many ways, man. And one of my favorite rappers, Jay-Z, said in one of his songs, and I never, it just stuck with me from like the first time I heard it. And not necessarily the principles, but the way that it was presented. And the lyric goes, never ask of someone what you don't demand of yourself. Honesty, loyalty, friends, and then wealth. Never ask of someone what you don't demand of yourself, man. Now, I do believe in a couple of those things that he named off that were the principles to him. But this has been presented many ways, man. Um, it's also been said as do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Treat people how you want to be treated. And many, 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 many more references to it, man. Um, there's even a reference to Cam commandments about how you go about treating your neighbor. But it's all the same. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which seems Easier said than done. Now, with that, I'm going to go piggyback straight into the title of this of this podcast, Fair Ball. So in baseball, all right, this is medicine ball, man. I love relating sports. But in baseball, it doesn't happen often. I mean, it happens enough if you really watch baseball. But you can hit a ball, if you're a batter, down the foul line. Now, pause. To my people who don't understand where it goes when you're playing baseball, um, it's a diamond-shaped field, but they have lines going down, and it's in a giant V that equals out being the outfield, the little sand area that you see around in the middle, which is called the infield. And those two lines are called foul lines, right? 
So normally, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but you'll see a close home run up against the wall, and you'll see them looking at that pole like, well, did it go in and outside the pole? It's the foul line. Now, not only for home runs, but for ground balls, the foul line is very crucial. Because if you hit a ball down that foul line, depending on that umpire, and whether that ball rolls a little bit to the left or the right of that of that line, and usually when this happens, where it becomes a big deal, is when somebody hits it and it rolls so far down the line, it hits the backfield, the outfield. And depending on what that ump calls, he's going to call it a foul ball, which means, hey, we're going to go back, line back up at the plate, continue pitching, or a fair ball. Which means, man, you didn't know what the ump was going to call, so you may have been hesitant to chase after the ball. And that guy might have kept running who hit the ball, and he might be get a double, which is second base for you guys. So, so the point is, is there's this line, right? And with this line, whether you roll too far to the right or the left of it, when it goes to go living by the golden rule and how you treat people and how you want to be treated and asking things of people that you don't demand of yourself, you're either going to go into a foul ball or a fair ball. And I want to try to get you guys here to the fair ball, man. Now, I'm very such a stiffler on this to a point in my life where, um, and we'll get into it, man, but I always, when I deal with people, and again, this goes back to my empathy and my ability to truly put myself in other people's shoes. I'm always able to look at what type of person they are and know when there's a situation where they're asking something of me. It may be me for me to be more reasonable. It may for me be for me to be more understanding in the situation. Asking me to do something that I know they wouldn't even demand to themselves. Furthermore, if I did it to them or the situation was switch. They would stop talking to me. They would look at that for a reason to stop dealing with me, man. And I struggle with that. And we're going to get more into it, man. But long story short, when you get to an intelligence level and your responsibility level and a respecting yourself level and knowing who you are level, I keep telling y'all the onus is going to fall on you to be the bigger person mentally. Not to say the other person is a smart or whatnot, but if you got a bigger understanding if you're really about bettering yourself and looking at things in a different perspective and really for me living stress-free in a lot of situations and letting a lot of things go you got to do this so the first thing i want to do is shout out this website where i got these stories from because i went and researched harryhiker.com golden rule stories and i'm gonna give y'all two stories in this first segment and the first one is called the wooden bowl so you can look it up online and i don't think he wrote this i think this is available i've actually seen it before but it's also called the old man and his grandson and just check me out there once was a grandpa who lived with his family as grandpa grew older he began to slobber and spill his food so the family had him eat alone and when he dropped his bowl and broke it they scolded him and got him a cheap wooden pole. Grandpa was so unhappy. Now, one day, the young grandson was working with wood. What are you doing, mom and dad asked. I'm making a wooden bowl, he said. For when you two get old and you must eat alone. Mom and dad then looked sad and realized how they were mistreating grandpa. So they decided to keep quiet when he spills his food. And let him eat with the family. 
What y'all think that moral is, man? If y'all don't know, man, basically we need to imagine our actions being done to us, switching places. And it gives me a lot of conflict, especially with my disorder and being able to switch those places because it often makes me be like, why can't this person switch places the way I do? Why can't this person understand this situation the way I do? And we're going to get into that. But that was the first story, man. The old man and his grandson, the wooden bowl. See, it's all good when they were when the mom and the dad were treating the grandson like crap. But a couple of things happened there, man. Number one, you're putting that vision of how things should be done into somebody younger. And that's going to create something that may continue just because you're not aware of what you're doing, how you're treating people and how it affects not only the person you're treating, but those who watch you. I think too often we forget that when you're dealing with somebody and you want to treat them in a fair way or a way that you want to be treated, it's not always about you and that person's interaction, but it's about the people on the outside looking in at that interaction as well. You never know who's watching you. You never know who's looking up to you. Um, I mean, you just got to be on point, man. We got to really grasp this. So let's get more into this, though, because there is a thin line. And as always, with my diagnosis being bipolar, extreme anxiety, depression, racing thoughts, I have to think in a very unique, loaded, tough way. So I'm able to take things as they're presented to me and deal with them in the fashion that they are. And do it in a very logical way. Everybody not, might not necessarily be able to do that. So there's always two sides to treating people how you want to be treated. And I'm going to give you all this second story. Now, this particular story, I think this dude on this website, uh, Harry Hiker, wrote this. And he also included something dope. So dope that I just had to throw him in. And this story is called The Two Monkeys or The Monkey and the Fish. There once lived a monkey and a fish. The monkey followed the golden rule, always trying to treat others as he wanted to be treated. But he sometimes applied the golden rule foolishly. Now one day, a big flood came. As the threatening waters rose, the foolish monkey climbed a tree to safety. Then he looked down and saw a fish struggling in the water. A fish, you guys, struggling in the water. And he thought, I want it to be lifted from the water. What you think he did? He reached down and grabbed the fish from the water, lifting him to safety on a high branch. Of course, that didn't work out, and the fish died. Kita, who also lived on the island, was a young girl was a wise golden rule monkey. So she was a young monkey female. <clears throat> Kita, she learned that fish die when taken from water. So when the flood came, she considered taking a fish from the water, but she imagined herself in the fish's situation. She asked, hmm, am I now willing that if I were in the same situation as the fish, then I'd be taken from the water? She answered, gosh, no, this would kill me. So she left the fish in the water. The foolish monkey, that first monkey, applied the golden rule literally. Treat others as you want to be treated. He wanted to be taken from the water in the flood, so he took the fish from the water. 
but he didn't consider how the fish and monkeys differ. Being taken from the water saves a monkey, but it kills a fish. Kida, the female monkey, was much wiser. When Kida considered taking the fish from the water, she tried to know the situation of the fish, who she realized had different likes, dislikes, needs, etc. And she was able to imagine being in the fish's exact place and having this same thing done to her. She tested her consistency by asking, am I now willing that if I were in the same situation as the fish, that I'd be taken from the water? And then she acted on the golden rule, leaving the fish in the water. Here's the dope part. Kita. K-I-T-A is also an acronym for some of the main elements for using the golden rule, treating others how you want to be treated or demanding something from others that you don't require of yourself. How to use it wisely. Kita. K-I-T-A. K is for no. Know how would my action affect others. I is for imagine. Imagine what it would be like to have this done to me in the same situation. The T is for test. Test for consistency. Am I now willing that if I were in that same exact situation, then this be done to me? And then A is for act. Act towards others only as you're willing to be treated in the same situation, man. You got to know what's going on out here and be wise, man. And I'm going to get into it a little bit deeper. In the next seg, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit more about this uh, treating other people. Because even though it's to treat others how you want to be treated, I like the Jay-Z line. Don't demand or ask something of others that you don't demand of yourself. And then the third seg, I'm going to tell you how to be careful with it and knowing when you shouldn't be demanding of others what you demand of yourself. That second story, all right? Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Check this beat. We're going to get right back with you. Episode number 23, Fair Ball. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Medicine Ball. We'll be focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. You already know. Episode number 23, Fair Ball. The golden rule. Hey, 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 let that rock, man. Treating people how you want to be treated, man. Let's get right back into it, man. So in that first seg, I gave y'all two stories. And we went into a little bit about this treating people how you want to be treated. I told you guys about a line from one of my favorite artists, Jay-Z. Never ask of someone what you don't demand of yourself. What does that really mean? Let's get into it, man. A lot of people, when I talk to them about this empathy thing and my ability to swap places with people and really be able to put myself in that situation, they get it, but they don't understand it, man. And it's something that takes time. Some people are naturally gifted, but it's something you have to work on. Now, again, man, it's the difference between sympathy and empathy, man. And I think where a lot of people get lost on the demanding of people or treating people how you want to be treated is they're just like, okay, I can see your point of view. I'm not talking about seeing a point of view. I'm talking about putting yourself into their feelings. Because seeing their point of view 
what happens is too often when we come to dealing with people and asking things of other people and whatnot, the first thing you got to understand is we tend to, as people, stand high on our principles and our values. And as I get older and I get wiser, I'm very, very particular and careful about the things I say, what I say, or even if I even choose to say anything, because I realize that a majority, and this is just people, this does not make you a bad person or a good person, of people, if you let them talk enough, they're going to talk themselves, you know, into something crazy, right? So, People stand on their principles. And I see this mostly on social media because that's where we are with it. Like, hey, man, I, I think that men should be gentlemen or I, I think that, uh, you know, chivalry should be like this. Men do it, too. You know, and I don't want to make it a male female thing because that's not what it is. It's a standing on your principle thing. Right. And so what happens is we're so big on what we believe in and how we think people should react and how we hold people. That's often we don't slow down enough to realize that the things that you're doing are being louder than what you're saying. So and I'm just using this as an example. If you say that you're an organized person, you want people to be organized. If you work with somebody, they got to be organized. You know, you're about organization. Maybe you got the snacks lined up in the fridge Monday through Friday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But your car is junky. Or if the cop asks for your license and registration, you got to shuffle through it. Or women, if you got one of those big never-ending bags that you can stick your whole arm into and fall into that joint like it's a magic trick. Men, you know, you got your Jordans lined up and, and whatnot, but you can't find your resume and the stuff that you need to get a job all in one section. You probably need to look about how strong and how stiff and how firm you're standing on organization. That's just one example. Me personally, I know, and not everybody thinks this way and not everybody looks at people this way and holds them truly accountable for what they say. Like, I hold people accountable for what they say their big thing is. Like, I would never be like, oh, you seem like a disciplined person. I'm, I'm going to make, you know, notice whether you do something undisciplined. No, it's probably a person like, yo, I'm a 10th degree black belt. I'm very disciplined. I make my bed every day. And when, okay, you said you was disciplined, my dude. But every time you talking to me, you talking about playing Call of Duty or something like that. You feel what I'm saying? You have to know that actions play a much and a part of a role as what you say. You feel what I'm saying? So when it comes to dealing with people, man, and this is where it can really mind twist you, right? Check this out. If you're a person who's like, yo, I want to treat people. I want people to treat me the way I treat them. But you're not really treating people in a way that you would accept. See, and that's the thing, man. It ain't about being nice to somebody and kiss and tell or whatnot. But if you just want somebody to be fair with you, how can you be a scammer and be upset because somebody's not fair with you? It just don't make sense. It don't make sense. So to a thinking person, to a person who knows themselves and is an accountable listening person, you're going to start to look foolish. And I know that that's one of my biggest hangups and we're going to get more into it in the third uh, seg when I talk about situations where you can't necessarily demand, you know what I mean? Because I have to have a certain discipline when it comes to meditation. And I'm just touching on it. I'm not going to demand that I date a chick who meditates every single day, man. I know that's not reasonable. She might not be diagnosed with bipolar. She might not have chosen not to take the medicine and to do it holistic in a holistic way like I did. But 
back to treating people like the way one day you're going to be old, man. Even when it comes to women, man, like, and I'm bold enough to say this on a public platform. I have done some foul things in my way, but overall, like, I don't have no kids, but I got a niece. You feel what I'm saying? I got a grand niece. I got a sister. I don't want some of this stuff that I see us males, and I'm more talking about my society and my culture. Some of the stuff we doing, would you want somebody to do that to your mother? You have to think outside of just you and focusing on what you feel is right at that time and start moving in a whole nother way. You cannot expect somebody to be patient with you when you're an impatient person. We have to start factoring that in. So what does that mean? We have to start accepting some stuff. You feel what I'm saying? If somebody is not a punctual person, say you're meeting up with a friend for drinks and y'all say y'all going to meet up at nine o'clock and they show up at 930. This used to really get on my nerve, that kind of stuff, because with my diagnosis, like I can't be I'm very spontaneous, but I'm also playing like if so if you tell me on Saturday what we're doing, if you tell me on Friday what we're doing on the next Thursday and on that Thursday, it changes up. It used to bother me. But now. Because, you know, and as I always say, talking to you guys, I'm talking to myself as well. I can look at it. Bro, every time you set something up, was you there on the dot? Now, subconsciously, if I set something up, since I know I can be so anal about the time, man, like, I be trying to be right on time. You feel what I'm saying? And that messes me up in a way because, again, and this is the next seg, I'm demanding something of people that I probably shouldn't demand. I can't expect people to think this deep. You know what I mean? You can't put that responsibility on them, but... You have to be open to the fact that some of the things that you may not like about a person when it comes to dealing with the person or how you feel about someone. It could be someone in your family, a loved one, a relationship, a friendship, a workship. There's stuff about you that they don't like that you might not follow. OK, yeah, your coworker sneezed without covering her mouth. But you better make sure every time you call for sneeze, you cover your mouth and you washing your hands when you come out the bathroom and when you're in the little kitchen and all that. You feel what I'm saying? If it's going to be something you're going to harp on, it just looks better and it helps you create more awareness to make sure that that's something that you live by. For instance, me, man, I'm real big on loyalty. Like a lot of people mess with me because I'm loyal to a fault. Same thing. Make you laugh. Make you cry, though. I can't expect people to be as loyal to me when we're in a human world where temptation is plentiful and the spirit and body in general is weak. All right. So let's just keep that in mind, man. The wooden spoon, the kid and his uh, the grandson and his uh, the grandfather, and his grandson, man. One day you may be old. You know what I mean? I even look at my situation sometimes between my mother and my grandmother. And again, I don't put the responsibility on them to think the way I do, but I just look at that whole situation and it does frustrate me sometimes because I'm just like, if I did that to my mother when when she gets a little bit older, she wouldn't appreciate that. I feel some type of way about it. But I don't know the in-depth of their relationship. You feel me? So I'm just being open with y'all, man, and giving you some stuff that will learn to help you move on for stuff, start dealing with people for what they are. You feel me? Now, just to pick you off of, off of this for the last part of this say, here's the thing, man. You better take what you're getting for what you see. So, for instance, if somebody shows you they're not an organizational person and you still allow them to do things that are going to put them in this place where they're the organizer of the organization and they're not an organized person, at some point, that's on you. If you're dealing with a person who can't control their temptations and they maybe are a little bit more sexually promiscuous and you forgive it, you better be ready to, 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 to be in that big boy situation or the onus is on you. 
If somebody's a cheater and they consistently cheat and they're telling you they want to get better, I wouldn't go into that situation expecting that it's going to get better on the first time around. You better buckle up. So that's why you got to be careful when it comes to it, man. Accept people for what they are. Be open to their flaws as well as yours, which is the most important part. But know what you're getting yourself into, all right? That was the second part, man. Again, medicine ball with your boy LS3. Real quick, man. Y'all already know. You could have chose to do be anywhere and be doing anything, but you chose to be here with me. I never take that lightly, all right? So check out this beat. We're going to come back with the third and final seg of this week's episode. Episode number 23, Fair Ball. LS3, we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape of least your brain should be, welcome back to Medicine Ball. Well, we focus on giving your brain a six pack. What does that mean? We focus on exercising your brain the way you think, the way you look at things, the way you deal with people and deal with this thing in our life. And hopefully we can give you some hacks. This week's episode, episode number 23, Fair Ball, let's get right back into it. The golden rule, treating people how you want to be treated. Demanding the things of people that you don't demand of yourself. Let's talk about it, man. In that first seg, I gave y'all two stories. The story of the grandson and his grandfather in the wooden bowl and how the parents were treating him bad and realized they would be old one day as well. The onus would be on them. And then I gave you guys a story about the two monkeys and the uh, Kita, the female monkey. And remember, the Kita was an acronym for know how your action would affect others. Imagine what it would be like to have it done to you in that same situation. Test for consistency and act towards others as you're willing to be treated in the same situation, man. Um, second segment, man, we talked about the um, treating others how you want to be treated and how to really grasp that and some ideas about it. And in this situation, you guys know I always like to throw contrast, man. So I want to kind of talk about knowing when not to demand of people what you demand of yourself. The second part of the story we talked about, about the monkey thinking they were saving the fish from a flood. And that's because the monkey didn't understand that differences matter. I'm really big as I grow, as I learn, as I research, as I experience this life. And I'm starting to understand that real knowledge doesn't necessarily come from the information that you know and retain and the things that you're knowledgeable about. But the ability to explain what you're knowledgeable about to a person who knows nothing about that subject or that topic in a way that they can understand it easily. See, until you can explain the knowledge that you have or express yourself in a way that the person you're dealing with can understand, that's it's, it's, it's going to be a flag on the play, especially when it comes to dealing with people. And I think that uh, me dealing with Spanish lets me understand, man, when you're dealing with people in certain situations, you have to speak their language. You cannot go to a Spanish person, speak English, and then get frustrated and not understand why they don't understand you. No, especially if you're a person who knows Spanish, it doesn't work like that. If you're a person who is more knowledgeable about how to deal with a situation or a person or a topic or a subject, you have to take the responsibility upon yourself to know if the person that you're dealing with is that same person. This is where I struggle, you guys. And um, as I learn, I realize that ultimately it's on me. Anytime I get frustrated with someone or I, I lose my cool or my temper or I'm mad or upset about something. When I go back and look at it, 
like my reasons for being mad and upset are not the reasons that a person on the outside looking in would be like, hey, I can see why they're upset. It'd be for stuff I know. So, for instance, I'll be upset at somebody for not understanding my point of view, but knowing that they're a person who maybe is not there yet to where they have that level of understanding. And since I know that it's on me, even with my mental health illness, you know, I'll just use my mother as an example um, who really had a lot to do with my initial diagnosis early on. And even before that, when I was younger, dealing with like riddling and stuff and the doctors was like, yeah, but. Sometimes when I deal with my mother, I get frustrated because I'm like, man, you're the one who helped make me much more aware about the illnesses in our family, anxiety, depression, uh, and things of that nature, manic and uh, things of that nature. So when I conversate with her and she doesn't understand me or she says, why are you getting so upset or frustrated? I'm just like, you know, my illness, like, how could you ask me that? How could you want to talk about this? How could you not understand how I feel like this when you, my mother, was the person who quarterbacked? It was very crucial in a lot of the things that I had to do to get to the point where I'm at with my diagnosis. My father, I struggle with that often. But as I told you guys, since I am one to be able to look at the broader picture, like, yo, this dude was in the Vietnam War. And even when it comes to parents, a lot of times there's no manual for being a good parent, man. A lot of times the parents are doing things that they learned. And you have to be just kind of a special individual, and especially when it comes to generational things, to um, be able to break that and go out upon yourself and do research. And I'll get into that a little bit more into season two um, about some of the things of our society that I believe in and whatnot. But anyway, let's keep it moving, man. So, guys, what you got to understand is, and this is the first part of breaking it down, is you got to know yourself and you've got to be empathetic to the point that you know the person you're dealing with. If you're dealing with somebody who's been in an abusive relationship where, you know, the person they dealt with was always yelling, screaming, cursing or fighting, then you got to know, like, maybe that's not the way to approach a situation if things get hot. Or if somebody has a problem uh, expressing themselves or they're a reactive person and you're knowledgeable enough to see that and realize that you got to be open and empathetic in order to work with those people. When I deal with my mental health illness and I come and it comes to dealing with the opposite sex for me, I got to keep it real with the person I'm dealing with. And I also got to understand that in a lot of ways, shape and form, if you're not a person who suffers from a mental health illness in my situation, bipolar, I know no matter how much I explain it, and it doesn't make them a bad person. And sometimes, you know, it can make them feel bad when I would just blatantly say, like, it's no way you'll understand until you're curled up in a ball, depressed and just thinking about life 24 hours a day for like three months straight. You have no understanding of the pain of the depression. You have no understanding of the racing thoughts. But I do understand that my changing and the way that I deal with how I perceive life and deal with situations is extreme. And even though I want to be with the person who is as focused of being aware of the person they are and who they want to be and what principles they want to be leave behind, I know that it's not reasonable for me to demand of them to take it as seriously and deathly serious as it is. So I usually explain them immediately. My life depended upon it. Like, yo, this ain't nothing towards you. My life depended on me being able to analyze things the way I do, to be able to deal with situations and say the things I say. My life depended on it so I could be a happier, peaceful person who struggled less internally. 
So even as I, and I always try to explain it to you guys, man, and I am the walking proof. Do you think that people, um, when they deal with me now, take into account that I'm bipolar or that I do suffer and have many bad days? I do get depressed and still get anxious. No, they see LS3 from Medicine Ball who talks in a way and, and can explain things in a particular way that is easy for them to forget. Now, here's the thin line with understanding and letting people slide. My thing that I find in my situation and I'm coming to terms with how to deal with it is when you're intelligent and you're able to let things slide or deal with things amicably. Soon it can be easy for the other person to become lazy when it comes to dealing with you on a mental level. So, for instance, since people know that I can handle things in a bigger mental capacity sometimes, when I tell them that I might be depressed or down, it's like they hear me, but they still expect me to get things done. Even the people who listen to the podcast, they don't understand when I say sometimes I don't have the energy or the motivation to do it. They're just like, yeah, but you're LS3. It's medicine ball. Deal with it. You're able to understand it. Be patient with me. And that's the thing. You have to know where you're at. If you're a person who's militant, you can't expect everybody to be as militant. When it comes to me and how I think, yeah, I say some things in an interesting way. Yeah, I deal with things in a very unique and a cerebral way. But I'm slowly straying away from depending on people to to have that in them. So I'm a, I'm a loyal person to a fault. And, you know, I do want to deal with people who are loyal, but I don't demand it of them. You know, um, I, I'm a person who's amicable. I, I you know, I, like I say, as I grow, I realize that I'm not as reactive as, um, initially I thought I let a lot of things go. And because of that, when some other things come up down the road, people expect me to let it go. But, since I know I have shown that side of me and expressed it in a certain way, I have to deal with that responsibility and not necessarily demand them. Like, that's my biggest thing. It'd be like, yeah, you want me to be patient with you, but you're not patient with me. But then I have to think, and this is not in every situation. You have to depend. You have to be able to analyze and be aware. Is this person even capable of being patient? Are they capable of understanding the concept? Of that, you know, I remember uh, parents used to always say, my parents used to always say this, and it used to drive me crazy. Do as I say, not as I do. That is the definition of a hypocrite. Now, um, being a little bit older, I get it in, 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 in a specific sense, in certain senses, but I really don't because if you're dealing with a, a child who's cerebral and smart and able to analyze and look at your things, man, children are very smart, by the way. They're going to look at you as a hypocrite, right? So you can't tell... You know, your kids that, hey, don't be treating a girl men. You can't have a daughter and be dogging chicks out and then be trying to say, well, yeah, I'm teaching my daughter the game so she won't be susceptible to dudes like me. No. How about you just like do the things that you want? You know, I don't also believe too much in action. Speak louder than words. I think both of them can speak equally depending on the person, what the subject is and who they are. And that's what we go back to the story of Kita, man. You have to deal with specific situations and be able to recognize the differences for you to really be an amicable person, man. You know, to a person, if you're dealing with them, if they're smart, it's not cool to ask them to be patient when you're a known and patient person. You know, I see this a lot being a guy with no kids, women with kids who say they don't want to date a dude with kids or women who with kids who are like, yo, if you got kids, I want to date you. I guess it's the same thing. And I'm just like, yo, I feel you. But just like 
you got to say that in a more intelligent way because that's just a straight up and down hypocrite and it can show signs of selfishness and entitlement. All right. So, yo, I'm going to wrap y'all up with that, man. Remember, man, never ask of anyone what you don't demand of yourself. The next time you get in a fight with somebody and you say something that's really hurtful and you want them to forgive you for it and live and let it go. Are you that type of person? Can you forgive and live and let go? The next time you cheat on your spouse or your significant other and you want them to forgive you, if they cheated on them, could you forgive them and wash your hands and be clean with it? If not, you need to take a step back and look at yourself in the mirror, all right? We're going to wrap up this week of Medicine Ball. That's right. Yo, remember, I am available on Instagram at Medicine Ball LS3. That's right. Medicine Ball LS, the number three. I'm available on Twitter, Medicine Ball LS3. I'm available on all platforms, Medicine Ball under the podcast. Um, search Medicine Ball, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, Spreaker, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. If you use an Apple device and you're not on iTunes, I found out you could go find it on the Apple Podcast. Yo, follow my group and like my page on Facebook, Medicine Ball. Season 2 is coming up, man. This is the 23rd episode, the last episode before we get into the 24th episode, which I'm going to do something special for y'all. Then I'm going to take a break so I can come back from Season 2. Yo, I want y'all to remember, whether you're somebody who's struggling with a mental health illness or know someone who does, I need you to know and to let them know that you are not alone. This is your family, and we need to continue to build a group of like-minded individuals so we can have resources and lean on each other in times of need, all right? Drop the podcast, and if you see a cryptic message or a cryptic post, or it's real easy. Share the podcast, like, subscribe, share. I'm available in like 20 countries now. We're doing big big things yo medicine ball with your boy ls3 i never take y'all for granted keep your head up you got this until we meet again yeah yeah